The trade deadline is passed and an era comes to a long anticipated end. Marvin Bagley is on his way to Detroit. The Kings number two overall pick in 2018. That disaster they can finally put behind them. And while I wish Marvin Bagley the best of luck, it's going to be tough for Sacramento to live that historically bad move down. The good news is they turned Marvin Bagley into three players, one of which this Kings team has been pursuing since a couple off seasons ago in a Bogdan Bogdanovich sign and trade. I'm talking about Dante DiVincenzo. We'll talk about that move, the trade deadline for the Kings as a whole, plus DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox shined together. The Golden 1 Center was revived in a Kings win. They're 1-0 in the Fox and the Ox era. We'll talk about that, and you'll hear from DeMontis Sabonis and the new Kings on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. <laughs> You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's trade deadline episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member for the last seven years. This is my eighth season covering Kings basketball, formerly for a Sacramento Sports Talk Radio, now with ABC 10 News and Television here in the California capital. And happy trade deadline day, everybody. Boy, was it a fun and chaotic day from a Ben Simmons trade finally going down. The Philadelphia 76ers trading Ben Simmons in a package for James Harden. Uh, we had other weird moves all over the league like Kristaps Porzingis uh, being traded from Dallas to the Washington Wizards. The Indiana Pacers made yet another move and what I thought was a very successful trade deadline for them. Of course, a lot of that has to do with the acquisition of Tyrese Halliburton. But then the Kings, they snuck their way in earlier in in the day, finally completing a long-anticipated, long-rumored Marvin Bagley trade to the Detroit Pistons. However, it was a lot busier than just that. The Kings, as part of a four-team deal, send Marvin to Detroit. And I spoke with Locked On Pistons host Kuka Hill uh, multiple times about the possibility of Bagley in Detroit, what he can be for the Pistons. He is heading to the Motor City, and the Kings are getting back a couple pieces from uh, the Pistons, both Trey Lyles and Josh Jackson. You may recognize that Josh Jackson name. He was picked number four overall by the Phoenix Suns, the pick before De'Aaron Fox, who was taken by the Kings at five in the 2017 draft. His career has not lived up to that number four overall pick. He's kind of bounced around a little bit, but he might have potential to turn into a little bit something uh, here in Sacramento. Adds a little bit of wing depth and and guard shooting guard depth if he wants to uh, play big uh, for the Kings. So that's an interesting note, but um, the main piece that the Kings get back in this deal comes from the Milwaukee Bucks. That's Dante DiVincenzo, the three and D type player, mainly known for his defensive aggression. And he is someone who Monty McNair 
has had on his radar since coming to Sacramento. His first offseason. Remember, Bogdan Bogdanovich was supposed to be traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in a sign-and-trade for Dante DiVincenzo. That deal fell apart. There was a tampering violation, mainly by the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. The Kings didn't receive any penalty for that. But ultimately, that move, that would have been a great move for the Kings, not losing Bogdan Bogdanovich for nothing, that deal fell apart. Well, here we are a, a season and a half or so later, uh, and the Kings finally got their guy. Dante DiVincenzo is finally a King. Of course, he's coming uh, with a ring, a championship culture uh, from Milwaukee, and he is a guy that absolutely can help this Kings team, can definitely add depth. I don't know if the Kings plan to use him as a starter. I highly, I actually, my, like my gut reaction is, is a bit of doubt with that. Although the Kings could play small and play Dante DiVincenzo at the three, Harrison Barnes at the four, uh, with a DeMontis Sabonis at the five, that is a possibility. We'll have to see. Alvin Gentry uh, has uh, some decisions to make and some things to figure out with this roster uh, before Wednesday's game, or rather Saturday's game, excuse me, uh, against uh, the the Washington Wizards, who have also made some, uh, some trades and some deals uh, themselves. So two new look teams going at it on Saturday. That should be interesting, and we'll see what lineup uh, that the Kings put together. But I do want to talk a little bit, of course, about Marvin Bagley. Because this is the end of an era that began with so much hope, with so much optimism. Marvin Bagley's first ever game as a Sacramento King was the California Classic. His first ever basket as a King was dunking uh, over uh, Wagner and uh, in against the LA Lakers and absolutely exploding the Golden One Center. The number two overall pick, a pick that the Kings had no business having, that they got lucky in and by getting had the option of Bagley of uh, Trey young of Luka Doncic, of course of uh, Jaron Jackson jr. And in the end, it will go down as one of the biggest blunders, not just in Sacramento Kings history, but maybe one of the biggest draft blunders in NBA history period. And while Marvin Bagley, I do still believe has a chance to have a successful NBA career, that will always be a massive bust. But that bust belongs to former Kings general manager Vlade Divac and not current Kings general manager Monty McNair, who is now, in my opinion, completely shed the skin of Vlade. He is over Vlade's moves. He has moved past the Vlade Divac era. This is now 100% Monty McNair's team. And if we could all just give a round of applause for the trade deadline that Monty McNair put together, even if before these moves were made, I said here, and I stand by what I said, that I disagree with the move of the Kings going for the play-in and the playoffs this year. Even with that mindset and that opinion, I still can recognize that Monty McNair made this Kings team better immensely. Bogda or uh, Buddy, excuse me, Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley are gone. The two pieces the Kings needed to move the most, they're gone. The Kings have gotten rid of players who didn't want to be here. They also got rid of a young potential star who did want to be here. And Tyrese Halliburton spoke with Indiana uh, media today, and he had kind of some tough things for for Kings fans to hear. Didn't take shots at the Kings organization by any means, but you can tell that that he takes this a little bit personally. And I'll, I'll share with you some of the things that he said. Uh, later on in the pod. But Monty McNair, he put his money where his mouth was. 
He didn't sit on his hands. He's been twiddling his thumbs for the majority of his time here in Sacramento. And finally, he made his move. And he made some big ones. Now, he could have made another big one and maybe tried to make, I imagine he tried to make a third and final big move right before the deadline ended with Rashawn Holmes. But as the deadline has passed and no move was made, Rashawn is still a Sacramento King. So what does that mean for Rashawn Holmes? What does that mean for the Kings? Is that a disappointment? Is that a failure by Monty McNair? Absolutely not. It is not a bad thing in the slightest for Rashawn Holmes to still be a Sacramento King. This is year one of his new four-year contract that he signed just this past offseason with the Kings. And this contract is still very favorable. It's a great deal. And Rashawn still has a whole lot to offer, even if he's had a bit of a down season, mostly because the poor guy keeps getting hit in the face and in the eye time and time again. Which, of course, DeMontis Sabonis got elbowed in the eye in his Kings debut last night. What in the world is going on with Kings Bigs getting hit in the face? (laughs) But regardless, Rashawn Holmes is still a king. So what does that mean going forward? Well, Rashawn quickly became the Kings starting center when Vlade Divac signed him a couple of years ago. Three seasons ago now. That spot... I don't think is his any longer. We saw Rashawn come off the bench and DeMontis Sabonis start at the five along with some floor spacers. Chemezi Metu started at the four, Harrison Barnes at the three, and then uh, De'Aaron Fox and Justin Holiday at the one and the two. I don't know if that's going to be the absolute king starting five going forward, even though Chemezi Metu had a very good game and really enjoyed playing with DeMontis Sabonis, clearly. But Rashawn coming off the bench is potentially really, really good for Sacramento. I mean, he provides that hustle, that energy, that intensity, that effort. And I imagine Rashawn's not happy by the prospect of becoming a bench player, especially after signing the contract. But the good news is he got his bag. He's getting money. Uh, he's getting his money. He's getting paid already. So he doesn't have to worry about that too much. But Rashawn Holmes's potential as a bench energy hustle guy who can come in, have an immediate impact, can fill up a stat sheet, can boost the second unit, when the starters need to pick me up, because believe me, that will happen at some point for the remainder of this season. I like that possibility. I like that idea. As long as Rashawn buys into it, which based off of his personality, I'm not too concerned about that. I believe Rashawn will buy in. And there's still... Plenty of potential for the Kings to move on to Rash- from Rashawn this offseason. In fact, I would say moving on from Rashawn this offseason is a likelihood. His contract gets a little bit better in the sense that there's one less year on it, even though I think a lot of teams would like contract or Rashawn's contract and the value of it the way it is right now. You could use Rashawn Holmes and your draft pick to make a big swing maybe this offseason. You could use Rashawn Holmes and your draft pick to maybe move up in the draft. Rashawn is a piece that is going to have value. Just because you didn't move him at the deadline doesn't mean that he's losing his value or his value is even going to go down. Teams recognize the value of Rashawn Holmes. It just appears that the Kings weren't able to get the deal done or a deal done that they were looking for at this deadline in particular. But again, I don't feel that Rashawn Holmes being traded is a bad thing whatsoever. Him still being on this team now with the addition of DiVincenzo, of Josh Jackson, of Trey Lyles, who I don't expect to have that big of a role, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then, of course, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and DeMontis Sabonis. Like, big change to this roster. Now, the Kings also have to clear up some roster spots. And as of right now, the time of recording this, I haven't seen any announcement of who is getting cut and who is going. Uh, 
and I just got it right here. The Kings have notified Jemias Ramsey and Robert Woodard that they will be waived as part of today's transaction. So unfortunately, that's how it works. That's If you're an end-of-the-roster guy, end-of-the-bench guy, trade deadline can mean you're out of a job. That's a tough pill to swallow uh, for both those guys. I hope they're able to land on their feet in the G League or the NBA somewhere. But it's the way, it's the way things goes. But overall, this roster is much improved. And they need to be much improved because this Kings team has got some work to do. There is the potential for long-term success with this Kings team. But there also needs to be some short-term success to get that uh, get that long-term started. Thankfully, we did get some short-term success in an incredibly fun Kings win last night in the Golden 1 Center over the... Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll tell you about that move or that game. Talk to you about the best moments of that game. Why I was happy and smiling watching Kings basketball again, the beginning of the Fox and the Ox era. That's all coming up here in just a second. Before that, though, I'll tell you a little bit more about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football we get closer and closer we're now days hours away uh from the uh the the big game happening on Sunday betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season it's not just football of course betonline has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops NHL boxing NHL comma boxing UFC along with live real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Let's get this out of the way. I know it's just one game and it's a small sample size, but Kings fans, it is okay to enjoy something good when it's in front of you, even if the prospect of tomorrow is not as exciting or could be bleak. Like no one is watching what the Kings and this new core did last night and saying, wow, this team is so much better. They're guaranteed to make the playoffs championship contender in a couple of years. While our elated reactions in the moment may seem that way, we all understand what reality is with this group. That being said, it's okay. It's needed. It's therapeutic for us all to enjoy what the Sacramento Kings did last night in a game that, quite frankly, got off to a really crappy start. It got off to a good start for Chemezi Metu. He looked really good in the first quarter, but the Kings' defense didn't. They were outscored by the Timberwolves 37-29. to Thankfully, they put together a 42-27 to second quarter to get themselves back into the game and give themselves a lead. And truth be told... While the starters are certainly to be praised for this win, like Harrison Barnes dropping a 30-point performance on the same day that we heard reports that the Kings were hanging on to him, that's a damn good reason to hold on to him right there. Not that we can expect 30 points from Harrison on a nightly basis for the remainder of the season, but he fits really well with what the Kings are trying to do with this Fox and Savonis pairing. Speaking of the two of them, De'Aaron Fox had 27 points on 10 of 20 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3-point range, 5 of 5. Love to see that from the free-throw line. 
DeMontis Sabonis in his Kings debut, 22 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, did turn the ball over four times, but we can ignore that stat at least for a night. Shot 10 of 19, over 50% uh, from the field. Uh, you had Chemezi Metu with his solid game with 13 points. Justin Holiday played 30 minutes, just had six points, two of 11 shooting. Not the best shooting night for him, but I really like what he brings uh, for the Kings. The starters were good, very good, especially for the first time uh, starting all together, two of those five guys being brand new to the roster, not even practiced yet. But off the bench, Davion Mitchell continued to shine, and he's been very, very good recently starting. He brought that energy off the bench with 18 points on 7 of 12 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3-point range. He is fast, man. I didn't realize Davion Mitchell was as fast as he is. He's getting up and down in transition just as quick, or well, maybe not just as quick, but only a little bit slower than De'Aaron Fox is. So if Davion Mitchell's playing with that energy, love the idea of him as a starter or a bench player. Although I understand why the Kings decided to bring him off the bench and have Justin Holiday start at the two. Don't know if that's going to be the long-term choice, but I understand why they did it. And then in addition to that, Jeremy Lamb with a solid debut. He finished with 14 points, four of 11 shooting. Uh, also had some good defensive moments as well. The new guys did great. And more importantly, the Kings won the game. Very entertaining fourth quarter in particular. The Kings put on or went on a, a 10-0 run at one point in the fourth quarter where they were getting out in transition, getting defensive stops. DeBonis uh, was scoring in the post. You had connections between Fox uh, and Sabonis. De'Aaron Fox also finished in this game uh, with only three assists. So that's a number that needs to come up. Certainly a drop off from the Tyrese Halliburton numbers that we're used to at that guard spot, of course. Um but the two of them were connecting, playing well together. There was an awesome moment of a high five between the two after DeMontis Sabonis was fouled following a nice uh, entry pass by Fox to Sabonis in the post. Um, the Kings were getting out in transition. Fox looked young, youthful, excited. He looked like he did as a rookie. He looked like he did in the 2018 season when the Kings were getting out in transition all the time. He looked re-energized. He looked refreshed by the fact that not only uh, is he, he is he playing with a star, he's playing with a big that complements him maybe for the first time in his career, a big that also sets good screens. And we saw that on full display in this game. Like everything about that fourth quarter was so therapeutic, so needed. And I'm not just talking about for the Golden One Center, and that crowd was not full by any means, but that crowd was loud. I wasn't there. I could hear it through my television at home, though. That crowd was loud and engaged, and it's the first time maybe since the home opener against the Jazz that the crowd has been like that. But for me, as someone who has come on the Locked on Kings podcast time and time again this season and told you this is my least favorite Kings team of all time, I needed this because I have been dreading watching Kings basketball for the last month and a half. So to sit down, watch a Kings game and have fun and smile and see a future, see potential beyond just Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, and maybe De'Aaron Fox. That was very exciting to be very encouraging for me. Now, again, I know it's just one game. It's a small sample size, but that hug between Sabonis and Fox after the game, where it looks like Fox is hugging Sabonis with his eyes closed like Sabonis is an answered prayer, and maybe he is for De'Aaron. But that moment, I think, suggests something new, something refreshing, something different. Because at no point during this 15-year playoff drought have the Kings done this, traded for 
a multi, uh, multi-time, two-time All-Star. Never have the Kings done that. They did it. They took a swing. And at least for one night, it got off to a phenomenal start. Imagine the alternative. Imagine the opposite. Imagine the Kings got blown out by the Timberwolves and Fox and Sabonis looked terrible together. New guys look terrible. Well, we could easily come here on the podcast the next day and make the excuse of these guys haven't played together yet. Sabonis and and the the Pacers just landed in Sacramento the night before and all they've had is a little pregame shoot around together. But there would be reactions like, oh my God, the Kings are idiots. They're horrible. The majority of the reactions that I saw from both national media and many here in Sacramento after the Kings traded Halliburton for Sabonis was, what in the hell are the Kings doing? So if you're going to be like that, if things aren't going right, allow yourself to enjoy when things do go right. And things went right. It got off to as close to as good of a start as you could ask for in game one of the Fox and the Ox era here in Sacramento. And there was even encouraging things said by Sabonis after the game that makes the fear of losing Sabonis in a couple of years to free agency it makes it a little more manageable. I'll share with you some of Sabonis' comments coming up here in the next segment. I do also want to make sure I touch on Tyrese Halliburton and the things that he said to the Indiana Pacers media earlier today. Nothing surprised me, but yeah, it was hard to listen to as someone who appreciates Tyrese, who likes Tyrese a lot. Tyrese was asked multiple times In kind of interesting ways, the Indiana Pacers media was definitely trying to push a narrative of, man, the Kings blindsided you and they're the villains. They screwed you, not necessarily screwed you over, but they, they, they're mean for what they did to you. And I get it. They're trying to push a narrative and and they're excited that he's there, whatever. But Tyree said a couple of things that, that strike the, 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 the heartstrings a little bit. Number one is he said, quote, they ain't want me saying the Kings didn't want me basically, which we know that's not true, but they needed to make a move. And he was the guy that was on the chopping block. And then he said that it hurt him when he got traded. We heard reports. I think Matt Barnes uh, on television said that Tyrese was crying, had tears in his eyes when he found that found out he was traded. doesn't surprise me at all because Tyrese had bought into what the Kings were trying to do. He was committed to being here in Sacramento. He had no expectation of being traded, just like we had no expectation that he was going to be traded. He liked the community. He was an active part of the community, going to high school football games and and supporting small businesses. Like Tyrese fit Sacramento well, and Kings fans embraced him because of that. But he was also on a losing bad team. And the biggest praise that I can give Tyrese, other than the fact that he's a phenomenal human being, a very well-spoken young man and a basketball player with star potential in the NBA. Tyrese Halliburton got the Kings a multi-time all-star. Because the Kings took Tyrese Halliburton 12, which you could argue Tyrese fell to them, doesn't matter. The Kings took Tyrese Halliburton 12. Because they took Tyrese 12th, they were able to trade him for an all-star that this team has not been able to acquire in over a decade. That should be one of the biggest compliments that I could give Tyrese. And I know he's going to take it personally. And I expect him to go right at the Kings when they play in March. And I expect him to end up having a phenomenal career 
and to do things that make Kings fans cringe on a nightly basis. It's part of the business. Wish him the absolute best. But we could already see the difference, especially for De'Aaron Fox, in just one game last night. All right, let's hear from DeMontis Sabonis. I'll play that audio for you right after I tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible if you're a local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter just orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? They take you out of it. You have no power. You have computers, though, with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So use rockauto.com. Save time and money. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have Everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. You can go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Following the game, DeMontis Abonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday all took the podium together and sort of an impromptu introductory post-game press conference. And even Monty McNair stepped out and said a few words. Um, not like a, we're expecting to have an actual press conference, press conference from McNair uh, at some point. Uh, but he said a few words uh, to the uh, to the Kings media before the three of them spoke. Don't have that recorded. But I do have some clips from what DeMontis Sabonis said uh, that I think you'd be interested in hearing. So here it is. New Sacramento King DeMontis Sabonis with a big smile on his face after a very successful Kings debut. Hey everybody. Um, yeah, um, I think speaking for all of us, um, it's been a crazy 36 hours um, since we found out traveling this morning, MRIs, getting our blood taken, you know, and then till the last second, I think it was like 10 minutes before 6 p.m. where we where we knew we could uh, play today, you know, and then we just had to come out and, and, and go out there and, and have fun. I feel like this is a first start for me. Um, um, it's going to be exciting. You know, uh, we, we want to be here. I want to be here. Um, the fans were amazing tonight. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm, I'm in shock. Uh, today, today was a great day. Uh, uh, I'm so happy they're here with me because um, we were talking about it on the way here. We're like, thank, 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 thank God it's all three of us and not just one of us. And um, they're great, you know. He's really funny. He's really funny his own way. He's a hard worker. He's just a goofy guy, and I'm just happy they're here with me. You know, they brought you here to... Pair you with uh, a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Um, I just wonder what your thoughts are about uh, about playing with him and, and what kind of interaction you guys have had so far. Um, he's been great. He's been very welcoming um, since the beginning, you know, and uh, I feel like um, we're working on our chemistry. Um, it showed it showed today a little bit, you know, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, he's He suits me a lot. I suit him a lot. So um, every game is just going to get easier and easier. So um, I'm really excited for this. Since the second I made it to the NBA, um, I figured out the hard ways as a business that I, I got traded on draft night. Um, then a year later, I got traded again and um, just trying to find a, find, find a home, you know, uh, where I'm loved. You know, I want to come out and compete every day, you know, and I feel like I found it here. Um, I love it here and I, I just want to keep playing and getting wins. Maybe that made you feel better. I don't know. Let me know what you think about Sabonis, the way he played, your thoughts on the Marvin Bagley trade, your thoughts on the Kings future. If you're excited about it, still frustrated about it, your thoughts on Rashawn Holmes not being moved. 
Share all of your thoughts, your opinions, your feelings with me. Uh, please do that on Twitter at Matt George Sack. Email me, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com or leave your uh, thoughts down in the YouTube comment section down below. The support in recent episodes has been just off the charts. I'm so thankful uh, for that. I know we have a lot of tons uh, tons of new Locked on Kings listeners. So welcome. I love you. I'm glad, glad you're here and I hope you will stick around. Uh, feel free to uh, leave a review of the Locked on Kings podcast if you haven't already. Best place to do that is Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. There's a little box for you to leave a custom review, why you like the podcast, any constructive criticism that you might have, um, why you would encourage others to listen to the Locked on Kings podcast. That helps us out a ton. So please find the time to do that if you could. If you're listening on Spotify, it's really quick. There's no custom review system. It's just... Five stars, four stars, three stars, two stars, one star. Give the show the rating that you think it deserves. Hopefully it is five stars. Uh, and then if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, that would make a massive difference uh, for us here. And I appreciate all of you who are doing that. We're approaching 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is crazy to think that we just launched the night of the NBA draft last summer and already are having that kind of success. It all has to do with you. really has nothing to do with me. It's just the Kings fandom pro further proving why they are some of the, if not the greatest fans in the NBA. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate your support. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked On Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.